So as you know, on this show, we often talk about trust-based marketing and how doing unscalable things to delight your customers can lead to massive gains over time. But the problem is that if you regularly spoil your customers, they suddenly start to expect that level of service or of delight from every interaction they have with you. So today we're talking about expectation bias, and we want to show you how consistently delivering on expectations can actually have the opposite effect. Before we begin, we start every episode with a quick icebreaker. I'm going to ask Gavin a question from our box. (laughs) Right, let's hear this one. Let's hear the answer to this one. What's the secret to having a good marriage? Oh, my God, you're putting me on the spot. (laughs) Um, I'd like to hear this too. uh, Secret to having a good marriage. I I think the secret is to... Is to listen to your spouse, like let them be heard. You know, it's a partnership, so there's going to be differences of opinion. And I think having the secret is um, obviously listening, hearing your partner's perspective, understanding that person's perspective, and not always assuming that you're right. I think um, often, you know, I think the other thing is if you assume that the person's coming from a good place in all scenarios, then uh, when you approach things with that perspective, your marriage can be a lot more healthy because you might be able to see things from where they're coming from and be able to meet them halfway in that sort of discussion. So I think it's, it's about give and take. It's a partnership, but I think it's also about understanding perspectives and being willing to kind of hear things from their, from their side. There's also a big difference think? between hearing and listening. It's not people think it's the same thing. It's not at all the same thing. You can hear things, but it doesn't mean you're internalizing them. I think the trick to listening is, I think the trick is to repeat back to the person what they just said, so that you acknowledge that they've said that thing, as and then maybe give your perspective. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> and then from there, like once you've heard, and then you've kind of replayed it back to them, then you might want to give your perspective on that that kind of thing from your point of view. Okay, I'm going to hold you to it. Okay. So today, I I wanted to share a story a real personal story about something that I experienced. So we've got two daughters and the, the the oldest one is eight. And she was always telling me about these things called puppets and puppets are these little toys like this. And what you do is you, you literally pop these little things out. It's like a fidget toy, but basically she kept saying she's the only one in her whole class that doesn't have a puppet. And of course I was like, my heart bleeds for you. You know, you've got other things. You've got all your basic needs. You're not denied anything. You'll get over it. This craze will last two weeks. Big deal. You know, anyway, she kept asking for one, asking for one. And I kept just saying, maybe one day, maybe one day, knowing full well that it is entirely just a piece of plastic. So I had a chat with a friend of mine. I won't mention names. She knows who she is. And she kept saying, just buy her the puppet, just buy it for her. And I said, no. And she said, it's two pounds. And I said, I'm not interested in how much it costs. It's not the amount of money. It's the concept. The thing is, my issue is I'm not going to run around, as I say, flapping every time there's a new craze and every time my, one of my kids say, I want. If, you know, if there's something they really need, then that's a different story altogether. But every time there's a new craze and they say, I want, I'm not going to run off and be the first to, to buy the latest craze and to fall for it, basically. I just won't do that because then eventually that little piece of plastic 
turns into a phone, turns into an iPad, turns into a car. Where do you draw the line? So I said to on principle, I'm not just running out and buying her this toy. We had a long debate about it. I said, I'm, I'm wholeheartedly stand by my decision. I'm not doing it. Anyway, I thought to myself, if there's ever a reason, that's a different story. Then today, I was at school and her teacher came running over to me to tell me what amazing, outstanding work she did today. She's really, really a, a, a talented writer. She loves reading and, and writing and it's an, um, she's got an amazing skill in storytelling and the ability to express herself through, in, through that way. So her teacher made a point of coming to find me to tell me how she had produced this incredible work and she was so proud of her. And, um, I was obviously really excited to discuss it with her and she wasn't with me at the time. So when I picked her up from her drama club after school, I um, spoke to her about it and she was so, so proud that her teacher had told me the story. And anyway, so then after school, we went, I needed to, her to come with me to the supermarket and we parked the car and she saw the shop with these poppets and she said to me, oh, can I have a poppet? And I said to her, you know what? Yes, you can have a poppet. And she said, are you joking? That was her reaction. Not like, yay, thank you. It was like, are you joking? And I said, no, I'm serious. And she said, you're kidding. And I said, no, no, no. You've done so well. I'm so proud of you. Let's go buy you a puppet. And she walked into the shop and it was as if I had opened the doors to Willy Wonka's chocolate factory and said, have what you want. She was so, it was a tiny little shop with this little basket with these puppets. But the fact that she had earned this little two pound toy, she was over the moon. She was like overwhelmed. She couldn't decide which one she wanted. Suddenly she wanted to buy one for her sister. We found one for Gavin that's shaped like a football. She was just so excited to just share this joy that she had finally earned this thing. And I, you know, I kind of was so happy to buy it for her. And afterwards, she was holding it and clutching it when we went into the supermarket afterwards. And I discussed it with her and I told her the story that I, this conversation that I'd had with my friend. And I said, Do you understand now why I didn't just want to buy it for you? Look how happy you are. Look how much you've achieved. Look how, you know, how delighted you are from this experience and the fact that, yes, I could have just bought it for her, 100%. I spend more than two pounds at, at the Starbucks if I, you know, getting a takeaway. But it's not, that's why I said it's not, it's not the money, it's the delight that came out of this experience. And I just kind of, as excited as she was, I was just thinking, this is kind of the, the experience that our customers go through. And it's this, this concept of what's expected versus what really blows us away. Now, the thing is, if you have like, let's say it's November time or October time, you have a Halloween special and all your customers are getting 10% off. That's what's expected. They expect when they go to your site in October, they're going to get 10% off. And if you don't have that, if for whatever reason, the little code doesn't work that October, they will email you and say, will you honor this? I've done it. We've all done it before. Will you honor this? So if you're not delighting them, they're expecting it. So if you don't honor it, then <laughs> big mistake. And if you do, Great, you've ticked the box. That's what was expected. But the difference is, if you can take that 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 experience 
and and transform it. So it's not what's expected. It's what knocks it out the park. It's what delights that customer. It's that unscalable tactic of saying, we so appreciate that review you left us, that video you posted talking about our product or any kind of thing that they've done that was unexpected that really, really delights them and really shows them how much you value them and how, how, how you can really propel your business in such an unscalable way. Yeah, I think, I think in business, it, it comes down to timing as well, right? So mm-hmm. if you look at your competitors, so most of your competitors would probably give your customers a discount or send them a piece of swag um, after some sort of interaction has happened or maybe even a transaction uh, or a conversation that something needs to have triggered that sort of discount or that moment of delight. Whereas if you can find a moment where they least expect to be delighted and you can really surprise them, that's when you can have the biggest impact on those customers. So if you think of things like Thanksgiving, when everyone's giving Thanksgiving discounts, Black Friday offers, that kind of thing, that's obviously expected. Everyone's looking for the deal. Every company is expected to give some sort of discount on Thanksgiving. Now, if you can be the opposite of that, and maybe give discounts on other days, like maybe a Friday discount or a Monday discount or whatever it is, or on, on your customer's birthday. Um, that's a chance to really delight your customers and blow them away. Whereas if you just constantly do what's expected, you know, the end of quarter deal or discount from a salesperson, everyone knows you can get back in touch with your sales rep at the end of the quarter and get a good deal because they're trying to close for their quota. Um, but if you were that salesperson that maybe offered a discount at the start of a quarter and the customer least expect it, expects it, you can have this amazing, unscalable chance to get those customers to really tell the story and share that moment of delight with their friends and family to drive even, even more business in the future. Yeah, I agree. I just think that this is an amazing kind of topic because obviously we're we're not parenting experts, you know, by any means. But the thing is, is that I think that this scenario applies to so many different situations, be it parenting or relationships. I mean, if you, it's the same type of thing in a, as a married couple. If you're if you've got certain expectations versus that thing of I walked past this, I saw it, I thought you would really like it. Those types of things can really bring people closer. And that's the same thing in business. It's all the same. We're all humans at the end of the day. And we all have this this need to be delighted and to be blown away and to be, you know, made to feel important. Yeah. So just to summarize, um, I think it's really important to think about how you can uh, deliver more than what's expected. So if you want to create moments of delight, that really drives sort of scale in an unscalable way, you need to consistently deliver unexpected experiences. So surprises or things that your customers uh, don't expect from you at the time they least expect it. I think that that's really important. And um, I think if you can do that consistently, you can really drive this amazing momentum for your company and drive more growth. So I think we spoke in a previous episode about how our plumber sort of delighted us at a time we didn't expect to be delighted. You know, he, we came back from our holiday and he had sort of pimped out our garage. And I think that was, again, a moment of delight. We didn't expect that kind of result. And that made us want to create a podcast, share videos, tell the story. I think that that's the same lesson for you guys listening today. Do, do, when, do things for your customers when they least expect it to drive an action from them to share that story with their friends and family.